cliffcentral.com. All right, it's time to check in with Dr. Hanan. So it's going to be okay with Dr. Hanan Bushkin. is our renowned psychologist. He's the head of the Anxiety and Trauma Clinic in Johannesburg. And we're going to talk to him about something which I think is probably a bigger deal than people are willing to admit. Um, it's this time of year that people get very, very depressed. Uh, they they burnt out. They're tired. It's been a long year. Um, also, some people don't get as excited about Christmas and the holidays as I do. I feel like it's a boost to me, but some people feel it's a real drain. You know, they have to see family. They have to take part in social events that they may not be ready for. There are a lot of things about this time of year that aren't straightforward. Right, Leanne? Yeah. It's the final push, and sometimes it's too much for some people. Right. So we've got to be very upfront and straightforward and honest about these things. Uh, a friend of mine, not so long ago, back in August, said to me she was going to check herself into one of these facilities, like a mental health institution, you could call it. Mm. Um, oh, hey, Doc. Sorry, I wasn't meant to bring you up there. There's Dr. Hanai. Hey, so we're just talking about this this time of year and how, um, you know, it, it – it can be very stressful. It's not all happy and holidays and uh, relaxing and, 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 and being with people you really want to be with and all that stuff. For some people, there's enormous pressure at this time of year. And um, I was telling Leanne about a friend of mine who checked herself into essentially a, a, a mental hospital. She, she went in there. It's one of these places that you can um, – what do they call it? They, they, you voluntarily check into these inpatient programs. Mm. Yeah, like three weeks. And she went in and she decided she needed to take control of her life again. Um, she wasn't being, you know, flippant and silly about it. It wasn't like a, a decision that she made on a whim. And she checked in for three weeks and she came out and she said it really did her the world of good. And that was all the way back in August. But I, I suspect there are many people who don't get to take off time in the middle of the year. For many people now, this is the only time of year where they actually get to do a little self-analysis and figure out whether they can do this. Also, you have to be able to pay for this kind of thing. It, it isn't for free. And I wonder what you think of people who do that, who check themselves into these places, whether you think that's a good idea. Mm. So, first of all, it is a very difficult time of year. Uh, this is the time where people connect and go on holiday and uh, – connect with their loved ones and some people don't have loved ones. They don't have a partner at home. They might mm-hmm. not have extended families. They might not be able to get to their, to their families that might be living somewhere else. So this is a very uh, joyous time for some and an incredibly uh, lonely time for others. So it's whatever it is that you're going through, it, um, it, ex- it is exacerbated. So if you were going through some level of anxiety, it's exacerbated during this year. If you were going some, through some level of depression, it's exacerbated through this year because what ends up happening if you don't have loved ones that calibrate you, yeah. you end up going into an, your own echo chamber, which can be incredibly um, traumatic. Mm. You know, I saw this meme a couple of uh, months ago. It was a picture of a white room and under this picture it there was a question would you live in this room for one year for one billion dollars and the answer for myself would be i wouldn't do it for one week for all the money in the world Mm. and the reason why is because a week later you go crazy you actually lose your mind we need people to calibrate us Mm -hmm. so people that go well i don't need people well you do need people 
Right. We need people that actually center us. But the question is actually engaging with the right people because the wrong people can really unsettle you, uh, hence toxic relationships. The right people can really center you and make you feel in control. So going back to this time of year, this is a time of year where a lot of people are obviously meeting loved ones or engaging with people that love them and engaging with healthy individuals, and some people don't have that. And uh, even your work colleagues can calibrate you, and now that you're off work, perhaps you're going on holiday or you're having a break from work, that can really unsettle you too because, again, you don't have your familiar structure and your familiar routine, which is also an incredible way to calibrate, structure calibrate us. Routine calibrates us. Having things to do, uh, having a carrot to chase calibrates, gives us a sense, a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is people get uncalibrated and some people turn into these rehab facilities, which are incredibly expensive. Um, but the question to answer your question, is it is it right? Is it wrong? Well, I always ask people is, well, the first question that I ask people is, why are you doing it? What's the goal in the first place? Um, and is this the best way to satisfy that goal? So rehab can be really good for um, for certain reasons, and it can be really unhelpful for others. So if you feel that you're not coping and you need a break from life and you want to get educated and you feel that you can't do and get over whatever it is that you're going through on your own, then rehab can be incredibly effective. Mm. But one of the one of the things that we have to consider, guys, is that rehab is not life. You still have to go back to life. Mm-hmm. So rehab doesn't fix your life. You have to go back to your life and fix your life. So if, for example, I have I'm having marriage problems, and I go into rehab, yeah, rehab might educate me on how to maybe deal with communication or maybe how to manage my environment in a better way. But I still have to go back home and manage my marriage. If I'm having work conflict issues, yeah, rehab might teach me how to communicate better and maybe how to set boundaries. But I still have to go back to life and engage with my issues. Remember, life is not an intellectual pursuit. Life is an experiential one. I can teach you how to ride a bicycle all all I want intellectually, but unless you go out and really practice it experientially, you're never going to be good at riding a bicycle. Think of it about uh, your work, Gareth. I mean, if somebody came up to you and did a year's course on how to run a podcast, you can teach them all you know, but actually it's the real experience that will teach them the finer details of running a podcast. And it's anything in life that's valuable there is an experience element to it as opposed to just an intellectual pursuit. So just take that into account when you're going into these rehabs. I want to know, though, you you, you call it a rehab, but is is that really what it is? Because I also understand that there are some people who go in not because they need to be uh, you know, weaned off of a substance or something, because that's immediately what I think when I think of rehab. And Mm. it might might be to deal with stress or to – you know, to, to kind of figure out their own mental health issue, whatever it might be, a, a depression, some kind of anxiety problem, whatever it is. Um, are there things that these, these, these courses, these um, check-in facilities can do for you uh, that, that you would re- regard as being quite useful and, and, and uh, worthwhile? So one thing that they do offer, so yes, we call them rehabs, but you can go into these facilities 
for a number of reasons. It could be for drugs, it could be for alcohol, it could be for any form of an addiction, or it could be just to manage life stresses. Mm. And they have a lot of different multidisciplinary team in them, from art therapists to psychiatrists to psychologists to to some of them have physical therapies as well. Some of them are really well run. But again, what are you going in them into these facilities for? So one thing that they do offer is two things. If you don't have a major, let's call it addiction, mm. one is they offer you structure that you might not have uh, in your own home. So you might wake up and not know what to do, which can be very unsettling, but there you literally are busy from morning to night. And two, they offer these professionals that you might not have access to in your in your daily in your daily life, or you might not even know where to start. So they have them all uh, kind of all uh, what should we call it? Like a one place where you can find all these professionals are concentrated in that in that environment. Right. So that can offer you kind of ease of access to these really highly qualified professionals. But um, to answer your question, could it be useful for these individuals that don't necessarily are not necessarily going through some form of an addiction. Yes, it can be. But again, if you're looking for art therapy, you could actually get it in a much cheaper way at a art. very high quality yeah. outside these facilities. If you're looking for a psychiatrist, the same thing. But these facilities do offer you kind of a multitude, a multidisciplinary professional team. I love what you said at the beginning. You've got to get on with your actual life afterwards. So you, you get out of here and then you don't have any of those um, artificial kind of uh, barriers or or assistance or whatever else it is that you have inside of these places and you have to get out and actually face the real world um, a lot of people don't want to face uh, family maybe they find this time of year very very sad and depressing they feel extra lonely they have uh, enormous pressure on them are there little things that you can do to cope during this time I mean there might be someone listening to us now going oh I'm just dreading the holidays yeah so I always go back to basics and ask yourself, are there elements of my world that I can control? We've spoken about this during COVID, mm -hmm. uh, during like the massive lockdowns where people are like, oh my God, my world is in chaos. Or, and I kept on saying, well, control what you can, focus on what you can control. Mm -hmm. And people are like, well, what can I can control? Well, there's plenty that you can control that is incredibly valuable. Your diet, your exercise, your sleep, your routine, the structure in the day, create a sense of purpose, have something to look forward to, build something useful in your life. And when I say build something useful in your life, I mean something as small as, I don't know, do a Lego piece, do something big as build a relationship, but create this carrot for you to chase. And people go, what's the point of this creating of stuff? Mm -hmm. Well, that's what gives your life purpose. That is what makes you wake up at the end of your life when you've finished life at 120 years old and go, and look back and think to yourself, life was meaningful. Mm. So that's what keeps us or gets us out of bed. So to answer your question, what can people do whilst perhaps they're not calibrated through other people is focus on elements on your world, of your world that you can control and start with a sense of routine. Start with a sense of routine. Literally take out your diary and go, all right, what time am I, what time am I waking up? What time am I going to bed? and fill in the blanks in between. So fill in the stuff that the days for, from, for example, having a breakfast, going for a walk, the weather's quite good outside, so getting some sunlight. Right. Perhaps meeting one or two people that it means something to you. If not, create a hobby where you can meet somebody that has a common denominator, a common theme, or something that binds you. Uh, create a new hobby, have a new interest, 
art, culture, creativity, some level of sport. Mm. So fill up your day with things that you can control as opposed to, and this is important, don't find space to be bored and get into your head. There's no reason to be internal. People think because, I mean, some of these terrible self-help books will tell you just find time to sit down and go from within, go inside, think. Navel gazing. And Doc, um, they've they've, they've done research. I I will be less well-placed than you are to to reflect on exactly where this research was done or who did it. I don't know. I've just heard it tangentially. But apparently they figured out that there is absolutely nothing that can distinguish the brain patterns and the and the way that people think when they're thinking about themselves or when they're depressed it's the same uh, neural pathways in other words when you're sitting there thinking about yourself the whole time that is exactly the same as all the negative thought processes um you you actually have to get out of your own head thinking about other things outside externally other people um that will make you happy being consistently obsessed with yourself is probably the worst thing you can do so, Gareth, I'll take it a step further. Listen to this. The only way to get depressed is to go internal. The only way to get anxious is to go internal. If you don't go internal, you cannot be depressed. Full stop. If you don't go internal, you cannot be anxious. Full stop. For those of you who are listening and are anxious or depressed, think about the times when you're most depressed, when you're most anxious. What are you doing? Well, you're thinking. But the moment, think about times when you're most happy and most fulfilled and most or less, at least depressed, at least anxious. What are you doing? Well, you're busy with life. You're engaging with interesting people. You're reading something really interesting um, in a book. You are creating something. You're doing something. You're achieving something. You're chasing a goal. The only way to be depressed and anxious is to go internal and think. So if we can get people external, I say to people, there's no reason for you to be internal. I tell that to all my patients. It's a life principle that I teach. Do not go inside your head. You're not going to find something useful there. Go external and chase and create. Be outside because that way you can't be depressed or anxious. I love that. What do you think of that, Leanne? Yeah, that's actually a a new concept to me. Um, I think because of seeing therapists and, you know, taking medication and um, family members saying, I wish you would seek help for this or that. I've always seen that as an instruction to go internal. I've always seen that as a direction to go internal and that going internal is good. So that, that's a hugely new concept to me, but it, it, it makes me excited actually. Um, There's no reason yeah. to go internal. But you know, the reason why people don't want to go external is because it requires effort, it requires you to set goals, and chase and, and risk failure. And Doc, we, we so live, people we live, don't want to do so. And we live at a time where everybody is constantly um, told that the best thing you can do is to is to is to, is to reflect and to be internal and to think about yourself and to be even more selfish and to, uh, to read these stupid self help books or any of that stuff. We, 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 the, the positive reinforcement for looking internal in society is huge and it's dumb. It helps nobody. It's silly. It's silly. It's actually destructive. It's actually incredibly toxic. If you take anything out of today, it is about just going external and create goals that you can chase, that you can find incredibly meaningful. So think about this, Leanne. I'll ask you the same question. Think about times in your world 
when you were most happy and most mm. fulfilled and felt most alive and most meaningful. I can assure you that that is when you were engaging externally. You were creating something beautiful in your work. You were engaging with maybe a meaningful person. You were doing something really meaningful in terms of your life's mission and something that resonates with your spirit. Uh, would you agree that it wasn't you sitting down thinking about the meaning of life? A hundred percent. I mean, immediately I think back to when I was training with friends and family to run a 10K race yeah, um, exactly. and running that race, you know, mm -hmm. even though because I was the, the oldest and the most unfit in the group, they were ahead of me in the race and I ran most of it by myself. I was never really alone. I was surrounded by people who felt exactly like me. Um, it was just an amazing feeling. And I, I often think back to that as a very happy place. Um, yeah. And, and, and you know what, Tuesday, I know we're running out of time, but I'll say this and people will say, yeah, but, uh, Hanan Lian was, was chasing, 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 but the anxiety was still from within. She mm. still, she was hiding or running away from the anxiety. Nonsense. Anxiety is only created when you, for everybody, when you go internal. So you weren't hiding the anxiety. You were just creating the anxiety when you go internal. But the moment you go external, that is how you beat it. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right, listen, this is terrific. And uh, we've, we've all got something to think about now for this morning. I've just got to go back to a comment that was made earlier. You talked about how you wouldn't take a billion dollars to sit in a room for a week on your own. Doc and Carl says, "Listen, Doc, if you want to win at the Jewish Achievers Awards next year, you better stop telling people to turn down a billion dollars." Good point. <laughs> Very good. Hold on, well, I'm just going to take a note of this one second. Yeah, and, and he also Carl's full Noted. of good advice here. He says, "Also, there's no reason to go internal. How do you think babies are made, Hanan?" Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, note number two. One second. <laughs> you see, we all learn from each other on this show. I love it. Absolutely. Well, just one quick thing before you go, because I think this is a very valuable point, especially it deserves some reflection at this point in the year. Two years ago, I was stressed and depressed thanks to the ANC's lockdown rules. End of 2020, I couldn't see family, etc. That's when I became very anti-COVID. The cure was worse than the disease. And for many people, the biggest problem with this time of year is isolation. Um, I'm not talking about COVID here at all, but that gave us all a feeling of what some people go through in December. There are a lot of, of lonely people. They feel very isolated. Maybe their lives are not so great that they have, you know, someone they can talk to, someone they can go and spend time with. So just keep your head on your shoulders. As Dr. Hanan says, find something meaningful to do, even if it is just you in a room. You can draw, you can write, you can think, you can paint, you can make all kinds of exciting things happen in your life. I, I went with... I went with my two nephews um, and my parents yesterday to this place where you paint like ceramics. And um, mm. it's just a really – the most fun thing about it was watching my two little nephews and their two different approaches to uh, how they were going to paint these plates that they'd got to, to decorate. But it was such fun to see them having fun and to see them being creative. And you've got to learn those things at a young age, and you've actually got to encourage it with people of every age. It's a good thing to do. All right, Doc, that's all we yeah. have time for for this morning, though, and we will catch up with you soon. Uh, thanks for, uh, for another Let's good week. All right, there he is. Have a great week, guys. Cheers. Thanks. Dr. Hanan.